All right, Shane Osayande, and this is a Tobin podcast. It is a beautiful day outside. It's 30 plus degrees for the first time in, I don't even know how long. It must have been over a year. We've been praying for this weather. We've been craving this weather. We've been asking God for this weather, and God now gave us this weather. Devo, talk to us about the weather, man. What are you feeling about it? It better stay like this. It's May. My birthday's around the corner, so it better stay like this. Oh, yeah. You you, you a crazy Gemini. I forgot. You crazy Gemini. <laughs> crazy Gemini. <laughs> we haven't even started the show yet. Yeah, man. We said we haven't started the show, but it's okay. We get a little bit of a banter. But it's crazy, though, because today we're actually st- we're, we're back with another edition of the Tobin Podcast. And obviously, today's guest is a very special one. You know, someone that I've, I've seen grow up. I've been friends with his brother for many, many, many years. He is a CBL champion, which we're going to get into later on. He's also a, a o, o sport or sport or UA U sport whatever they're called. I don't even know what they're called anymore. Uh, um, you know he he's done some things over there in the U sport. We got Shane Osiende in the building today. How you doing, Shane? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. And thanks for coming on the show. We always get the show started off with a little bit of a game. So Devante, what you got for us today, man? All right, Shane. We always like to start the show, pick your brain a little bit, get the conversation going with a game we like to call overrated or underrated. I'm going to give you a series of things, whether it's basketball-related or non-basketball-related, and you're simply going to tell me if it's overrated or underrated. We get the point of the game? Yeah. All right, perfect. First one we're going to do, Zach Levine over there in Chicago Bulls. He's underrated. He's underrated? Yeah. Okay. All right. Next one, Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen. Ooh. Dairy Queen's underrated. Dairy Queen's underrated. Dairy Queen is underrated to me. Chick-fil-A. We have two locations here in Canada now. What do you think about it? That's overrated. It's overrated. It's overrated. It's overrated. Hey, I think they need to expand, so I don't even blame you for thinking that way. All right. Our potential defensive player of the year candidate, Ben Simmons. Is he is what he is? Uh, I say he's underrated just uh, because a lot of people – throw salt on his name just because he can't shoot. But I personally think that he does a lot of other things that without the shooting, it still makes him a great player just by guarding one through five. So, yeah, he's underrated to me. That is fair to say. I think he deserves the defensive player of the year. But that's just my opinion. Krispy Kreme Donuts. Mm. Overrated. Thank ah! you. Thank you. They are so dud. Like, I don't understand the hype about it. Last one. Girls love it. I don't, but don't let my bias um, control your decision. Chipotle. Chipotle. Yeah, Yeah, it's overrated. It's overrated. Okay, me and Shane, okay, me and Shane on the same barrel today. That concludes our game to start off the show. Hey, Shane, I got to ask you, what has 2020 slash 2021 been like for you? 2020 and 2021? Yeah, like the pandemic as a whole. Uh... It was tough just because uh, I had to come home from Spain and I was on a really good team and felt that we was going to win the championship. Mm-hmm. So that was tough. And then just always being inside, not getting, not having that much to do and the whole no gyms and stuff like that. But with the bad, there's also the good, just spending time alone and getting the opportunity to read more and learn more. And yeah, just taking advantage of that. That's how my 2020-2021's been. Other than reading, what have you been focusing on during this time? Probably learning, like, more about options trading and crypto. Mm. Mm. I feel like everybody's in crypto these days, man. Everyone's in crypto these days. Stocks, bonds, all that stuff. 
um, you know, definitely, definitely good, a good thing to get into for everyone listening to this is it's a crypto and any way you can invest your money and build your money is always a good way to, to do that as well. So any advice you want to give on, on cryptocurrency? On crypto and on, I probably want to tell people to kind of buy, buy the, buy the rumors, sell the news. That, that's kind of like a quote that I've been just like going my day-to-day motto. And just uh, don't get scared when stuff starts going down. Well, that's me personally. Like, I won't get scared. I, you know, everybody to each is their own. But I would recommend when you see, sometimes when you see the red, don't start panicking, losing sleep. Just know, like, it's a cycle. And stuff, what goes down comes up and stuff like that. No, for sure, for sure. Uh, you have a pretty large family. What does family mean to you? Yeah, family is everything. Um, I have a real big family and... I don't know, just the, just knowing that these people are loyal to you, these people uh, believe in you, uh, they trust in you, and just to reciprocate that. I mean, um, sometimes, you know, you go on certain teams and you build families, like team families, and yeah, it just really means a lot, just having people that will go to war with you. Fair enough. Uh, was there any family member that got you into the game of basketball? Uh, yeah, Amen. Eldest brother got into the game of basketball. Just always watching him. He was always on all the the best teams and the AU teams and the best schools and stuff like that. So getting to see great basketball, just just wanted to copy him. Fair enough. Fair enough. I got a question for you though, and and one that might uh speaking of Amen, something that I don't know if you feel too comfortable talking about this, but I asked him, you know, something something that only you guys in the family would know. He asked me to ask you. What was your nickname growing up from your family? Oh, my nickname. I had a lot of, uh, my dad would call me Milky. My dad would call me Milky. <laughs> That's, the That's the one I heard about. That's the one I heard about. Because I, I loved, I loved, uh, I loved milk. I loved drinking milk. And mm. yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you couldn't as a kid, but that was my thing. Fair enough. No, fair enough. I like, I like, I like milk too. I like milk too. But I got to ask you though, you know, did your older brothers, Eman and Amen, did they always used to beat you in one-on-one? And when did you finally beat them? Uh, yeah, my older brothers always beat me. They, they, uh, Eamon especially was whooping me until probably a year in college. And Eman, Eman was whooping me probably till like in high school. High school, that kind of changed. I have another brother that kind of changed in high school too. But uh, for sure, Amen was like the goal. That was a benchmark. I used to train with a, a, a guy out in Ottawa, one of my boys. And I, we'd always tell him, like, yo, I got to beat my brother. And he would always push me. And anytime I got tired, he's like, yo, your brother's training right now, man. And then, yeah, just kept getting better and better. And then got back to the city and played him. And, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm past you. So That's yeah. some good motivation right there. And then that how and that's how it goes, man. I'm jealous of you. I didn't have no damn brothers. I have two younger sisters, so there wasn't nothing like that for me. But Shane, this being a Tobin series, you know, what does Tobin basketball mean to you? Uh, Tobin, Tobin means everything. It's a it's a fun, uh, fun atmosphere just to be a part of the team. Like everybody gets along. Everybody's cracking jokes. Whether you're in the game, you're cracking jokes. You're you're on the bench, cracking jokes. Coach Tony is just a great guy, great character, always just looking out for everybody. And um, 
just wanting the best. Everybody wants the best for each other. So I, I really, I really love Tony. And you know, everybody's answer is different. How did you meet Coach Tony? I met Coach Tony through E-Man. Okay. Uh, E-Man, E-Man kind of put me on. So E-Man told me that, hey, there's this team. I know you, you're still waiting. I think I was probably waiting to go to the NBL. And um, he, E-Man introduced me to Tony and said, hey, you should come out and play. And then I met with Tony and we talked. And then he put me on one of those mega city teams. And yeah, just went from there. Okay. I'm going to hit you with some, some quick hitters here. Your favorite Tobin moment? My favorite Tobin moment. Man, there's a, there's a lot that I can't really pick one. We win a lot, man, at Tobin. But uh, we also, I know my worst, I know my worst moment. I don't know my, my best. I can't, I can't decide. I know my worst one, though. Okay, go ahead. Worst one losing to you. Worst one was losing to you guys. <laughs> never lost that game. We okay. sure never lost that game. That that was a yeah. We we ended up playing you guys in the Pink City final. I think we was up, and uh, there was just a, a defensive miss miss uh, communication with me and Jamal. Mm-hmm. If you wanted time out, we said we're gonna switch everything, and that was just like a late late communication. And then I think. Terrell got open for the three, yeah, yeah. and he hit the three, and that was the game. But we shouldn't have lost that game. I don't know what to tell you, man. Never underestimate RWI, man. Never underestimate RWI. Now, I ain't going to say nothing because it's y'all podcast. But. <laughs> Whoa, go right ahead, man. Go right ahead, man. We, listen, yeah. we, we, we like to hear the smoke, man. No, no. That was, that was, a, that was hey. a, strong, a strong team full of young boys that was really hungry. Mm. So, that was, yeah. Was a good yeah. team. No, for sure. Favorite Tobin teammate? Favorite Tobin teammate? Ah. I know there's a lot of those, too. Yeah, I do a lot. Like, I mess with – I like Nabil. Nabil and um and Brayden, always positive energy with me, man. Always wow. positive. Uh, Dinjo's always funny. Dinjo. Uh, Devontae, he's funny. Like this Devontae or Devontae Williams? Other Devontae. Other Devontae. I'm not, I'm a, I'm a host right now. I'm a co-host. I'm not in this. Other Devontae, other Devontae. You know, everybody, man. It's just, it's just fun. So those, but those guys for sure, for sure. Always positive energy, positive vibes, whether they're playing or on the bench. Okay. True, true. You decided to stay in Canada for university. Why did you to stay in Canada and not decide to leave to the States like everyone else was doing? I, I didn't choose. It was, it was almost kind of like, uh, self-sabotage myself multiple times, multiple times. And um, that's how I ended up staying in Canada. And then I went to college in Canada. And then some stuff happened with the coach. The coach just left, uh, dipped out on us. Wow. And um, I went to Ottawa. I went over to a school in Ottawa called Algonquin and oh, just wow. trained. And then I went back over to Saskatchewan because uh, he had recruited me while I was at Lakeland, another school, another Canadian school. And then that's, it was just a, a whole lot of, whole lot of mess, but a whole lot of self-sabotaging, I would say that. I don't, I don't want you to elaborate if you don't feel comfortable, but just so people understand, is there, is there, how do I put this into words? 
what is the biggest thing that, that athletes, especially people in grade 12 and 50, are kind of go into thinking, oh, I need to go here, I need to go there, I need to go there? Because, you know, Devontae and I, even your brother E-Man, I'm sure you, you've heard it when you're coming around our kids as well. We hear a lot of kids in, in grade 12, 50 or say they need to go to the States, they need to go to the States, they need to go to the States. What's your, what's your opinion on that? Uh, like I'll say, it's one of those things I'll be like, it's overrated, but there's definitely an experience there that, you know, you can grow anywhere, but there's definitely an experience there about going to the States and having that whole culture. They're very uh, proud of their sports, but staying in Canada for, for some of these athletes, like I could even attest to with my age or a little younger, if a lot of these, some of these athletes didn't go to the States and they stayed in Canada, I believe that they would have had a better career or a further career. The career would have been extended. So I would, I would tell the kids just, if you're going to the States, make sure you're going to a team that is, it really needs you and they're, and they're looking for you where you're not just going to be a piece and they might, you might have to transfer the next year or the coach might leave and, and stuff, a whole bunch of things. Fair enough, fair enough. Why is Saskatchewan not somewhere like a big time school like Ryerson or Carlton? I ain't gonna lie, man. Uh, I will. I uh, when I was in Ottawa, I didn't play. I just took out the whole year. Our team was twenty, and they were undefeated. It was a good team. I was just practicing with them, and then uh, I made a lot of noise in the city just by playing in the tournaments and in the men leagues, and then like Ottawa U and Carlton. Oh wow! And then um, I was I was actually I really wanted to go to Carlton. I was gonna go to Carlton, and there was there uh, some of the assistant coach was talking to me, and then. I had to, they told me, Dave, yeah, I got to talk to Dave. And Dave's smart. So then I got on the phone with Dave, and he was kind of just like the complete opposite of like a recruiter. He was, I was just like, hey, uh, Mr. Smart, uh, I heard that you want to talk to me. And he was just like, hey, I don't want to talk to you. You want to talk to me. I don't need you. You need me. Let's get this, let's don't get this uh, messed up. I forgot what he said, but it was just, it was just like that energy where it was just like, I don't care what you've been doing, the noise you've been making, you're a nobody until you prove something here. But uh, younger me, at the time now, I'll be like, okay, cool, I'll accept this challenge, blah, blah. Younger me was just like, yo, who are you talking to? Don't, 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 don't talk to me like that, which was, I don't want to say it was a mistake because things still turned out great for me. But when I heard that conversation, it wasn't like he, he sold me on coming to Carlton. It was just like, I'm not going to this school. And then I ended up going to Saskatchewan and and yeah, that was my story. Fair enough. Who were some of your teammates that you were close with at Saskatchewan and still keep in touch with till this day? Uh, Trevor, he was like a power forward. He was a, one of the best shooters I've ever seen. And Trevor, uh, Chan, he goes, people know him as Captain Crunch. He'd be doing like the mixtapes. He'd do a lot of people mixtapes. Okay. And, um, Bam. Lawrence, he, he's on the Rattlers team, too. He was our point guard, American point guard. So keep in touch with him. And some other guys, some other guys, Joseph, uh, John Halverson, just a whole bunch of guys. Still keep in touch with them. Mm -hmm. Who is someone during your, your U-sport year that, whether it's a teammate or an a, 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 wow, tongue twister, clearly, or an opposing, opposing, opposing player that you looked at and smiled every time knowing that they were going to guard you because you are about to kill them? Huh. Oh, that was uh, any day in practice or any time we played, uh, man, the whole league, to be honest. But uh, Calgary, Calgary, I knew I was going to do my thing. Like, I was going to go crazy. But 
we would always lose, which which pissed me off. Mm-hmm. But they did. They, they, they didn't. They had amazing guards, but they didn't have any bigs. So there I would always be a, a a field day for me. But at the end of the day, it's all about winning. So I have crazy stats, but then you look up at the scoreboard. You lost by six. You lost by four. Lost by ten. Whatever. Yeah. That must have been some of the, some of the hardest time for you to be able to go through, knowing that you're still putting all that work, you know, but then still came up short at the end. So shout out to you for being able to pull through it. But I want to ask you, can you give us your best or worst moment at Saskatchewan? My worst moment would be my injury. Uh, we was in the final four. Uh, and th- this is the year we go to na- national was being hosted in Toronto. So I've always, I'm yeah. never been in the city. So it was like, I was about to come back, you know, playing for a different team. Everyone's going to be there. It's at Ryerson. Then the final four walkthrough. It wasn't even like practice, it's walkthrough for the game. Oh, and the global news is there. So it's on YouTube. Global news is there. They're recording. I go for a putback and just terrible land. I like put my legs clipped the uh, my feet clipped the legs of John. And then I fall and then yeah, grade three sprain. So that means I completely tore the ligaments in my left ankle. And that was in the final four. So that was tough. And then I had to end up going to uh, nationals on a scooter and in a boot, just scootering around. So that was my tough. And I guess my best moment, um, I don't know. I had a, I had a lot of great moments in Saskatchewan. Um, I can't even really say. Like all the goals that I set out for myself, I accomplished them. So I guess it would be probably you know, getting a Canada West All-Star or something like that. Probably my best move. I actually wanted to touch up on that with you real quick. What did that award mean to you to, to get to get the all the all Canadian second team? Uh that word meant it meant a lot. Uh, actually I was kind of um upset. I still feel I should have been a first team all Canadian. Respectfully. Respectfully. Like Respectfully, you averaged a double double that year. To be honest with you, sorry to cut you off, but you averaged a double double that year. So there's no reason why you couldn't be, you know, the first team or whatever. Yeah, now that was the second year because the the year before that I averaged like 13 and 10, but I only played half the season because my left foot uh, was covering. And then the, that year, yeah, for sure, I felt like I felt a lot of things. I felt I should have been first team. I felt I should have been on the university FISU team, but. You know how that those stuff go, but it, it meant a lot because I put in a lot of the I put in a lot of work, a lot of work, and I still remember um, just going to like the, my school's athletic banquet and just seeing all the kids getting all the awards of the, who, the kids who got the first team conference awards to all Canadians. I just remembering to myself, man, these are the kids who I kept seeing in the gym. This is the kid who I seen in the weight room. So I told myself. If I'm in there as much as they are, I'm going to get the same type of treatment, same type of awards, and that's what I did. And I would see them in the weight room in the mornings and stuff like that. And at the end, it all came to fruition. So you just got to stay down. Believe in yourself. Shout out to you, man. Shout out to you on that. Yeah. I don't be leaving on yourself for real. Hard work pays off, and I'm sure there's some things that happened in between. But, you know, after university, you get an opportunity to play overseas in Spain and Venezuela. What was that experience like over there? Uh, Spain was dope. Spain was just like a dream come true. That was kind of like a goal that I've always wanted to go to. I was like, I want to get to Spain. Yeah. Just getting there and just seeing the lifestyle, like it was like you got to make sure you stay focused because 
they're, they're, they're always they're always so vivid and, and just love partying they love partying and doing things like that and just very touristy so you can just kind of just go walk outside of your, your front yard is just a nice strip of you know cafes where you could get tapas which is just like little snacks or appetizers what we would call them and stuff like that so i really really enjoyed spain and uh i love the basketball i always felt like they're very technical so they taught me a lot too basketball wise and then venezuela was venezuela i didn't know that when i got until i got there that this place is dangerous like i kind of just went there didn't do my research and just got there and then when i got there you know we're driving around you just see the army and you see the guns on the oh. streets and stuff like that and they're telling us yeah you can't go to the stores make sure you keep your phones in your pocket and like guys in the league have got robbed at gunpoint and stuff you're just hearing different stories i'm just like oh wow like this is this is what i signed up for but it was it was a great experience because there was like nba got like nate robinson was in the league and oh wow a lot there's like a couple nba players or guys who just fell out the NBA, so it was a great league. I got, I got, I got to ask you one question since you brought up Nate Robinson. Did you watch the Nate Robinson versus Jake Paul fight that happened a while ago? Honestly, I didn't watch it. I just seen the ending. I just seen the meme. <laughs> what, what, was, what were your thoughts on it? That, that, that was tough. Just to, I feel like if you're going to lose in boxing to go out like that, like <laughs> mentally, you know, they're going to make memes on you. And like, and like, it's a tough world we live in. And yeah. like, I don't know how he's coping with that, but yeah, it, it's tough. I, yeah, that's tough. Yeah, fair enough. All right, so let's let's take let's take Spain for instance. Let's let's take out Venezuela because we know that was a little bit rougher. Give us a rundown of a typical day in Spain, from start to finish. You wake up in the morning. What you do? What? How do you end your night? Okay, I'll, I'll wake up in the morning. I'll wake up around um, around like eight or nine. And then uh, after that, probably have a always oatmeal and eggs, oatmeal, eggs, and a little smoothie. Was I like it. That's like, that's the go-to for me. And then just head over to the gym. We would have, we had like a ample gym time. It was from like 10, 10 to four. So I'll just get into the gym, me and my teammate, Junior, he's from Jersey. We would get into the gym, we'll go hoop, put up some shots, come back, get a little snack or whatever, and then go out to practice. Now, we'd, practice was like 40 minutes away. We'd get drove into practice in Badalona, practice, watch film, lift, whatever, Ray Tay Tay. And then after practice now, which is like two, some two and a half hours, we probably end up going, we'll get back now to Pratt and then go to Barcelona, hop on the Metro, which is like the train subway station get to Barcelona and Barcelona is just like a main hub. You just see people from all over the world, a lot of English speaking people, always an activity, always something to do. And then, yeah, that, that's a usual day. We had to stop doing that though, because we were looking at our steps on our phones and like, you know, our iWatches, our Apple watches and realized we were taking like 22 steps outside of basketball, 22,000 steps outside of us on the court. You can't do that for a whole year, especially when you, you playing. Yeah. Just wear your, your legs out, but that, that was definitely good times. Hey, that, that for everybody listening, that's one for everybody listening. This is what happens after school, man. You're, you're done school. There's no more. There's no more portion. We just had Eddie Robinson on a 
on a, a IG live and he talks about how, you know, you have your certain segment out for the game, for the basketball game, and then you have a bunch of leisure time. So it's nice to see because not everybody gets that experience to go to a hub like Barcelona and spend time. Obviously, you guys minimize that, but that's nice to hear. Now, what I was going to say here next is Spain is a soccer country, as we all know, and the fans are loud and they're supportive for their team. In your situation, were the fans like that for basketball? Uh, yeah, the fans are, fans are loyal and um, they're big fans. They, they love their sports, whether it's basketball, soccer, because there's so many different um, little cities and then like the cities in those cities, it's like rivalry. They hate that city. It was just like maybe 30 minutes away and their fans are just crazy, just throwing pennies at you or screaming at you. Uh, just Ray Tay Tay. A lot of the times though, you would hear sometimes racist remarks but you have to kind of like get past it and try to just be level-headed and just remember you're out here for business, stay professional. But uh, it's love. Your your side loves you because after the game, there's a bunch of kids who are coming onto the floor, you're signing autographs, taking pictures with you. You get home, you get like probably 20 to 60 kids, new kids just trying to follow you or even just messaging you in, in Spanish too. In Spanish, in English, um, yeah. So it's 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 love, and it's always it's always a good, always a great time, and just to know that someone out there is looking up to you. I just have one question before before we continue. Sorry to cut you off, but I want to know you met you mentioned a second ago that there's a lot of racial or a few racial slurs that you endured and stuff like that. But how do you stay focused? Still, you know, like how do you still stay focused even hearing that stuff? Well, I don't know what you heard, and obviously, and that we'll leave that to there, but. Well, how do you still stay focused and, and separate the, the slurs that you hear to business? Um, just, just knowing those people are ignorant and just that they lack knowledge and just knowing that, I'm sorry, excuse me. It's, it's, it's not really who you are. It's something with them that they have to deal with. Like the, it's not, the issue's not like, okay, I'm black, man. Why do I have to be black and trying to just looking down on yourself, but just even accepting who you are, knowing yourself. And then once you, that's the key thing, just knowing who you are, a lot of those other issues don't really affect you as much, whether somebody's calling you a, a monkey or you're dark or whatever they're, they're saying. And just for me, just using that, like Kobe, Kobe's one of like my, like someone I look up to, just using that energy and channeling, channeling it into your game and just going out and busting the other team's ass and then looking back at the same fan who's chanting like, hey, you can't stop me, man. Mm -hmm. that's, that's how I deal with it. Facts, facts. Now, Shane, do you have a favorite uh, memorable overseas moment? Uh, my favorite overseas moment is just beating people I know. Uh, that's just, a good one. That's just, a good one. It's always beating some guys I know. I remember we beat uh, – we beat Jabs, Newbie. We beat uh, Ryan Edgem. Who else was out there with me? Uh, I beat uh, I beat uh, Cliff Robinson. I think he was uh, playing in the CBA. I, I beat some people. Anytime I, anytime it's a game where I know you know who I am, and like we know each other, it's like okay, forget that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's a good one. At least you get that. Bragging rights is a sweet revenge. Now, let's transition from overseas. Let's talk about the CBL and what they got going on. You know, what were your thoughts on the job the, the CBL has done over these years to develop their league? It, it's done a great job, actually. Like, it surprised me with 
with everything, like the, the way they treat the players, the way they, they, they set up the league, the way they try to accommodate the fans and, and everything. You see how the first year we had, uh, what was it, six teams, and they're still adding in new teams, us going into uh, the bubble. They're always just trying to create innovative ways with the Elam ending. It, I feel like whoever's in charge and wherever their mindset is, it's, it's, on the right, it's on the right track, and the league will definitely continue to grow and become a big thing. For sure, for sure. And kudos to the CBL. Now, was it weird playing in Canada again after being for overseas for quite some time? Uh, yeah, it was definitely, it was an adjustment. It was an adjustment to the, to the, um, the Canadian game because the Canadian game is very fast-paced, up-tempo, while the Spanish game is very technical, very technical and tactical where it's just um, slow-paced. You run your sets. Every team is running a set, trying to use the whole clock, and you come back to the CBL. You're the four or five man might just grab the rebound, just go. Yeah. Go, boom, kick, shoot, shot. You see a lot of the scores, 100 and something to whatever, while you go in Spain, the score could be like 70 to 67. Oh, really? Now, we got to hear from Negus a little bit about his experience, but you go back to Saskatchewan 2018-2019 year to play for the Rattlers, you know. That year, you guys won a championship. How cool was it to win that championship during your pro career? Oh, that was very cool because I, for me, I had set out a goal where it was to um, to bring a championship to the city for the university because I went to university there. Oh, yeah. And I failed. I failed in doing that. And I took that. I really took that to heart. I didn't really care about the whole All-Canadian and the first team kind of West Awards or whatever. So, excuse me, it was just more more to me just to win. Like, it's all about winning. And going back now and seeing some of the familiar faces, seeing the people that were cheering for me when I was hurt, when I was sidelined, or when I was playing well or playing bad, and they were in the fans. And just to bring the championship there, it, it really meant a lot for me. Oh, I think that's so important. You see just a few players in the NBA where they start their career and they end their career there, you – create a, a, a sentimental attachment, an emotional attachment. So that's nice to see that it comes full circle and you're able to deliver that to Saskatchewan. Now, as we come to a conclusion in our show, we always like to ask, is there anything about your past career in university or pro right now that you would change? I would, uh, uh, that's, a good, that's a great question. I would, I, I guess, change change um my thought process which i would have matured mm. a, little, a little earlier and just listening to the coaches listening to the coaches more there's a lot of times where coaches just they'll tell you to just do something that you find boring like some of the fundamental things hey you need to get up 50 form shots but you just want to you know nowadays you see the kids just want to be steph curry and you know shoot threes or whatever but in the long hindsight of things or just looking long down the line, you realize these little things that they were telling you would have really helped your game, especially when you think about it and where you are now. It's like, man, yeah, if I did that, I would be different right now, this and that. And some of those things for me would have been, um, I hated when my coach would always tell me to work on my post game, like, cause I didn't want to be a post player. And he was always telling me, Bah, boom, boom, boom. But when you look at it, it's always, even you see the guards, a lot of guards, DeMar DeRozan or some Kyle Lowry or whatever, Chris Milton, you see some of them put their back to the basket. 
can hit that turnaround, can do a move and execute. So I think it's very important to just really trust, trust the people around you. Before, before, before I conclude, though, I, I want to ask one thing. We had Kadeem on, we had, his, his episode will come on soon, but we had Kadeem on, and Kadeem was talking about how he was always perceived as a center because of his height. Uh, obviously, you're not as tall as, as Kadeem and everything like that, but I want to ask you, though, when you first walked in the gym, you know, being how tall you were and, and strong and stuff like that, were you always perceived or looked at before you got to your pro career as a center? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Sure. I feel like being in Canada, if you're six five or taller, yeah, even six five, six six probably. You get on the court, you go to runs, and the first thing someone's gonna say is like, "Hey, big man, come send me a screen. Come send me a screen." Even though you could be a player where you want them to set you a screen, but since you're the tallest, now you gotta guard the other team's tallest who might be taller than you, yeah. and then everyone on your team. Like, if you're trying to win, everyone can't shoot. So then, for me, how I looked at things as was. Everybody can't do this, and I just love winning. So I would do anything I can to win. So whether it was rebounding or playing defense, and I realized I, I started to excel at those things. And people, a lot of people don't like to do the dirty stuff. Like every, everyone wants to be known as the Jason Tatum that scored 50 instead of being known as the Tristan Thompson that's always going to guarantee you 13 rebounds, eight points type stuff. So, yeah, that's how it was for me. That's a great, that's a great way to put it. Now I'm going to hit you with some quick hitters here again. Kind of coming off top of coming off the game of basketball. Singer or rapper? Would I want to be a singer or rapper? If you have to pick between the two. Uh, would I be like the greatest of like, would I be the greatest rapper? The greatest of, yeah, no, no, that's a good question. The greatest of either or. The greatest singer, the greatest rapper. You see, yeah, I always you, want to be. A, you, you, you'd have to build there though, I'm assuming. You, I'm assuming you mean that, Devontae. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would, I would want to be, like, the greatest rapper just because of that recognition, but I personally would use singing. Like, I would rather be the greatest singer because I ain't going to talk to people anymore or females. I'm just going to just <laughs> whole conversation just to be a song. Hey, he's he, he thinking different. Now, give me your top three singers of all time. Top three singers of all time. Oh, this is going to be biased because I don't really know too many. And that's fine. You just have to go with my favorites, and for sure, Alicia Keys has to be has to be the Alicia Keys. Um, That's the big figure. Um, I like some of Whitney Houston's songs when she was okay. They made that uh, "Waiting to Exhale" soundtrack. Okay, so Alicia, Whitney Houston, and the singer uh, will be my third one. I, I guess I'll just throw in, I'll just put Beyonce. But I, I feel like my, my singing thing is not, I don't really know that too many singers. So I have to just go with Beyonce. Okay. Hey, nobody's going to argue that list either. Now, who would stars you in a movie about your life? Who stars me? Can I say myself? No, no you cannot say yourself. <laughs> who stars me in a movie about my life? And it can't be your brothers or family members either. Has to be a celebrity of of some sort. All right, you know, I'm probably just. I want everybody to watch it, so I have to go with whoever's popping. I'm gonna go like Michael B. Jordan. You gotta go with Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan's that guy right now. Or like Denzel or somebody, because like my movie gotta be, gotta be that. I hit. Yeah. Respect, respectfully, respectfully. Now, we always like to. Um. Oh, sorry. 
which player would you compare yourself to in the NBA? I wanted to ask you this a lot earlier when you were, we had your spiel on it, but I'd love to know who who um, you compare yourself to. Uh, who I compare myself to right now? Uh, for me, I, I'm just always going to do – I'll probably say like a like a P.J. Tucker type where it's just like I'm just going to do all the, the – I'm just a utility guy. I could do – like a jack of all trades. I could do a little bit of, of everything. I could guard. I can I could switch out into smaller guys and not down the open shot. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that. Okay. And we'll co-lock in with that. And how we like to conclude our show here, Shane, is a game called In a Perfect World. So I'm going to put you through this scenario. And all you're going to do is uh, fill in the blanks, really. Right? And I'm really interested to see this one, actually. Stephen, get your phone ready. Me and Steven like to fill in these blanks as well as we go along with every person. So don't mind us if you see us on our phone for this last one. Now, you're done high school. You've done all you could do. You are a five-star recruit coming out of high school. you got every school in the country D1-wise. Where are you going? And give us your two cents why. Kansas. That, that was quick. Kansas. That was quick. You know, if you know anything about me, you know Kansas – can't for some reason as a kid, I used to play college hoops, and it was always You're Kansas, Kansas Jayhawks, and I I still remember, I watched like most of all of their games when they won with uh, Mario Chalmers and Brandon Rush. Brandon Rush is one of my favorite players. Okay. And then yeah, so Kansas had to be Kansas. Okay, so we got a Bill Selfer over here. That's finally we got a Jayhawk. Was it Rock Chalk Jayhawk? Rock Chalk Jayhawk, yeah. Yeah, Raw Chalk Jayhawk. So you're in Kansas. You're in Lawrence, Kansas. And you do what you got to do. You're first team all Big 12. Big 12, yeah. Big 12, right? First team all freshman. You do what you got to do. And you know how this works. You're in the lottery section. But you can't pick where you want to go in the lottery. You can't kind of verbally dictate, yeah, when I went to on this workout, I liked it. You know what I'm going with this. You can't pick where you want to go. But – if you did in a perfect world, where would you go? And again, your two cents why. Take 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 a couple of seconds before you announce. Let Devontae and myself get to you know uh, text each other. But take a moment. Take a moment to really think it out. Um, man, this one's crazy. Um, you locked in, Devontae? Yes, same as yours. Same as yours. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll have to go to. I have to go to a team where it's like where. Um, when, I, when I do well, I could become one of their all-time greats. Like, I ain't trying to go to... Well, you're out the picture, Steven. <laughs> I, ain't trying to go to, I ain't trying to go to, like, the Lakers or, or like, you know... Ugh. No, that's, that's a great way to think about it, too. Okay. That yeah. definitely minimizes some teams there. That, that cancels out a lot. Who, who would... Uh, like, I need a bum-ass... I need a bum team. I'll probably try to mess around and... And try to be the greatest Sacramento King. I admit. <laughs> uh, try to pass, uh, pass um, uh, Chris Webb in the Weber? Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, that's a girl. Okay, I like the way you're thinking. We don't got a lot of guys on here thinking like that. So I like where this is going so far. You go to Kansas. You're part of the Jayhawk. You get, uh, you're in a lottery pick. And you go to Sacramento. You're in Northern California. Okay. So now you're done your rookie years, your four years, and you are their franchise player coming up into this next stretch of your career. Now, 
not realistic, but we aren't in a perfect world because I know Sacramento doesn't have, it's not really good on taxes, but you have the luxury to bring over two players in the NBA. Here are the rules. Your first, hell no, Steven. Your first, right. your first um, person you could pick is either a rookie or a vet, right? And then your second person either has done four years or more in the NBA, so they're considered a, a, a vet in this case. Again, let me reiterate that. The first person has to be either a rookie or a vet. I mean, a rookie or a sophomore. And then after that, after those first two years, we're going to consider them as vets in this case. So who are those two players going to be, given the fact that you are in this lineup too? So whether you're going to put yourself at the two, three, four, five, just put that into consideration. You are not the coach in this case. Okay. Um, so I've locked mine in. I'm waiting for, for Devon. Actually, you know what? You know what? You might be right. But I'm gonna switch it up here since he already said that. So I'm gonna need I'm pretty much like two two vets kind of and, and one rookie. No, one rookie. One, one vet. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm probably gonna have to go with this is switching. I'm gonna say like, uh he don't play defense. <laughs> <laughs> he's thinking. Hey, he's trying to win. He's trying to win. We in the West. I'm probably doing, I'm I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Ja. Oh, okay. Switch it up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, damn. I'm gonna go with. I need a. I need an amazing big. So I'm. It's. It's. Wow. It's, it's either Embiid or 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 AD. They both wow. get so much. But um, I'm. I'm probably go with AD. Job AD, and I get one more. No, no, no. That's it. That's, that's it. it. But you know what? Since we are here. Put in one more just for the sake of it. Uh, Jaw AD and no, I just need like a defense. Uh, Jaw AD and probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jaw AD, KD. Jaw AD, KD. I like the scenario a lot. We have a Jayhawk, went to Sacramento, Northern California, and picked three guys that we don't usually, well, two guys we don't usually hear about. That concludes our perfect game. So I appreciate you for that. One last question. There's a lot of NBA going on right now, but who throughout the season, you know what? I'm going to turn on the TV today and I'm watching because I love to watch their game. Uh, I only watch, I only watch uh, AD and KD. AD and KD is keeping it simple. All right. Hey, Shane, we asked all of our guests this last question to conclude the show, but we want to ask you, who is somebody that you like to see on Talk Your Exposure? But here's the kicker, though. You have to help us get them on the show. Excluding Tobin, guys. Excluding Tobin, guys. Who would I want to see in the interview? And it has to be a celebrity. Do you have celebrities? <laughs> Do you have somebody that you think would love to – that has great banter and, you know, love to talk about their career? Of course. If that so happens to be a celebrity, of course. I'm I'm a funny guy, so it's gonna have to be a, like a comedian. Like, I rather I would want you to see you guys interview like Dave Chappelle or uh, somebody that's gonna make me laugh. At the same time, as I want it like shed some light, and I feel like Dave Chappelle do that. Talk about current events and, and be funny. Dave Chappelle would definitely be would be a great to have on the show. He's he's been announced a couple times on this show, so it'd definitely be good to have him on the show. The question is though, can you help us get him on? I mean, I, I can say I'm gonna help you guys. And, uh, funny guy right here. <laughs> funny guy. He got a couple of jokes himself. 
Uh, um, I, I'll try. I'll try. I'll do. I'll do my part until I get Dave Chappelle on the show. Uh, that, that'd be dope if we do. If we do, we'll definitely give you a major, major, major shout outs on that one. Hey Shane, where, where can where can our viewers and our and our uh, loyal people follow you on Instagram or on social media? Uh, just Shane Oceana, just my full name, nice and easy. You can follow you can find me on Facebook or whatever or Instagram under that handle. Or it's either gonna be that or Shizzy Shane. Shizzy Shane. Okay, okay. Any 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 shout outs you want to give to anybody before we conclude? Uh, shout out to Tony. That that. That's probably the biggest shout out that I have to, give. to Tony. Tony, Tony for everything he's done for all the Tobin players, and yeah, this is a Tobin podcast, so definitely gotta give him respect for everything. You guys are locked and loaded with another another edition of the Tobin podcast. Make sure you guys go and subscribe to Talk Your Exposure on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast from, and turn on your notifications so you never have to miss a episode when we drop one or you can go on youtube type in rwa basketball hit that subscribe button same scenario put on your notifications and make sure you guys tune in hey shane one more time man we want to thank you for your time we want to thank you for to, uh, giving us some opportunity to talk to you today okay. you obviously had like i said you went a different route with, with basketball but it's in terms of university but still regardless you still had a great basketball career and still continuing right now so obviously we, we want to see you back on the court soon. We hope that we can, you know, continue to watch you play in the CBL this year. Uh, are you going back? Hot take. Are you going back? Uh, no, nah, I'm not. I don't think I'm going back as of now. Just uh, dealing with some injuries. Okay. Well, speedy recovery to you. You know, hoping hope you and your family stay safe, stay healthy, and like I said, we hope that he see you back on the court very soon. I appreciate it. Yes, yeah, sir. Sure.